Welcome to another episode of The Theory of Conspiracy. And thank you for joining us on a special crossover episode with The Theory of Conspiracy and Head Trauma, the Head Trauma podcast. So today we have myself, Ro, Mike, who's on both. Hello. And we're, we're joined by Brianna from the Head Trauma podcast. Hello, Brianna. Hello. Yeah. And on, on this special episode, we're going to talk about something that was it's near and dear to our heart and something that I think both both of our platforms can dive deep into. We're going to be talking about the smiley face killers theory. And uh, yeah, it's something where you may not know about it, but if you know about it, it's you, especially if you're in the Chicago area or Texas, it's something that is very current in events right now. It's running and rampant. It, yeah. Running quite rampant. And it's something that goes back decades. So uh, just to, just to kind of hit hint a little bit about where we're at in Chicago, since this is part, this is current events as well. Since 2022, there had been now at least 18 bodies that have been pulled from the Lake Michigan. The most recent was a, a young man who who went out to a concert venue. He went to the salt shed with a coworker, and he was never seen again from that from that concert there. And I remember watching it live, and I was talking to you, Mike, because I we I always send you when I see something weird. I send you messages here. Uh, I was watching this, and I was like, "Is this a smiley face killer thing?" And the the young one, uh, the young man's girlfriend was crying. She was being interviewed by reporters. She wasn't at the concert, but she was being told she's asking. You know, she's putting up signs for the boyfriend, asking everyone. She said that she was told, and this was like ominous by the reporter. That the young woman was told by the police that she should start checking the rivers, and that's the video I sent. She was like, "Oh, this is rise some smiley face killers," and then the next two days he was found in the rivers, and this was something just last couple months. So we're almost uh, over twenty with this so far, and then as, as as I told you these stories, you were saying that you got the same problem in Texas. Yeah, about, you know, uh, an hour up the road from me uh, in Austin, you know, they've just found the, the fifth body uh, uh, over the summer in uh, Lake Ladybird. Um, and basically, they call them the Rainy Street Drownings. Um, and the, the, and it's, they allude to a, a smiley face killer connection. But in the last 12 months, there's been a little over 10 deaths. I want to say like 11 or 12, um, you know, depending on the outlet and if they're connecting it to you know what the specific pattern is or whatever but the the thing that really kind of drives it home for the smiley face thing is that with these deaths in austin every time they find them in an area like a nearby shoreline or like a like a pillar that holds up a bridge or something like that um there's always a fresh smiley face painting you know and it varies on the way it looks but um it's it's always some sort of scribbling or spray painted smiley face next to it. So kind of eerie coincidences. And uh, Brianna, how did you, you know, hear about this? Because you're the one that actually suggested to do this episode about like three, four months ago. And um, I just wanted to touch base with you and just see like what made you want to, well, at the time you were a listener, but now you're on the show, want to hear or do this episode. Yeah. So first of all, I want to say thanks for letting me be on the show because I wanted to talk about this and I'm very excited. Um, it is a sad situation, but um, I heard about it. I kept seeing news articles about young men's bodies being found in the river after a night out. 
And it was happening so frequently that I was, me and my weird serial killer lover vibes, I was like, ooh, there's a serial killer out there for sure. And it was all in Chicago that I was hearing about. Um, so I started doing some research and, um, yeah, it sounded like the smiley face killer. So I did some research on that and exactly like what you said, they would find a smiley face spray painted nearby the body where the body's found. Um, the body's always ended up in a river. Um, and I don't remember her name now, but someone who was working on the John Wayne Gacy case actually came out and said, this sounds like the smiley face killers. I watched a news broadcast of her talking about it. So then I got really interested and I, I saw, I think the last one I saw was when there were 13 bodies found recently. So, so it's yeah, been updated and upgraded since then, but it just continuously yeah. over the course of the last two going on two years now. Yeah. And it's always the same situation. Uh, it's always guys in their early twenties uh, after a night out in the city being found in the river. So yeah, it's, it's know. a kind of, kind of depressing stuff but it is it's really sad how about you yeah yeah so i first heard it i first heard about it when we were you know at at the time i thought you were probably one of them because i was uh pretty stoned when i was uh hanging out with you at southern illinois and uh you're talking about we were by a lake and you're like well you ever hear the smiley face killers i'm like is this guy like trying to tell me that he's gonna murder me here in a second and (laughs) <laughs> but I was really paranoid by it. But then you went into you, you. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, <laughs> so, should I be worried? <laughs> should I be worried? Is my best friend going to kill me? Um, you know, I was, I was really, it was a night of drinking and smoking and, and just, you know, debauchery. Um, and then you started talking about the smiley face killers and how they like, they would find uh, at the time it was more campus driven. It was more college based where it would just be they would find uh, like a fraternity guy or or they would find like, a, a you know, young again fits the profile, young 20 something male uh, night of partying. Um, and then they would end up drowned in the lake, but they would always find a smiley face near the body or near where he was last seen or, you know, uh, fell in quotation marks into the lake or whatever. So you were the one that brought it to my attention, okay. Rolando, like gotcha. back in early 2000s, you know, so. Yeah. Look how it comes around. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are talking about it now. The only thing with the Chicago ones recently, I don't hear anything about them finding smiley faces nearby. So, Right. Yeah, I've, I've not. But it's some of these areas are there's so much tagging there anyway that mm-hmm. maybe it'd be hard to really differentiate that. So, Ooh, so yeah, how, maybe they're hidden. Yeah. So <laughs> how I heard about this, I sort of stumbled upon it because I started making the connection in my head and was like, there has to be something more to this. So the, it, I think the first case started in the late 90s, like 97, I would say. And I remember seeing it on the news, a young, you know, I, like, you, like you mentioned, a young, popular, good-looking male student went out for a night of drinking, maybe drank too much, ended up leaving the bar by, by themselves and was never seen from again. And then maybe a month or so later, their bodies was, was found. And then the, the mainstream news was he went out for a night of drinking and just fell in the water as drunk people do. And I kind of heard that and was like, yeah, okay. And then you heard about it again from in a different state in a different college, same story and kind of was like, okay, well, yeah, these damn college students. And I was younger. I was not in college when I first started hearing about it. Um, 
And then you, you keep hearing about it again and again. You're like, this is weird. Like, I don't, like, I've been drunk now many times. I don't just fall in the water and I don't have friends that really do. But when it was being told that this is just something that college kids sometimes do, I kind of took it as that. I remember I was at, I think I was graduated college and this is where it started coming together for me. I was, I was uh, at lunch with a coworker and the news comes on and it's that exact story. And I, and as they're saying it, I'm sort of saying it as the news is reporting it, like, watch it happened. I, uh, you know, they're a young popular student. And, and the, another pattern that I saw thought was weird was a lot of these happen in the fall and winter months. And I was like, I, and the, I believe it was like June when I'm watching this news broadcast. And I was like, I bet it happened in February or March. And then like a second later, they're like, yes, the, the body first disappeared in February and we just found it in June. I'm like, and I was watching the reaction of the person I was with at lunch who was like, oh yeah, these college students, they just, you know, sometimes they drink too much. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the reaction that you had like so many times before. Yes, yeah, right? so many times before, but now I'm hearing out loud. I'm like, but it doesn't make sense because that doesn't really happen. I don't really know people who just fall in there, especially the fact that it happens in these fall and winter months. And I guess that before it happened and they said February. So for myself, I was like, all right, this is weird now. There's been too many of these. The fact that it's a fall winter pattern for the most part, not summer, you know, it seems like there's something more happening. So I went home and was like, all right, I sometimes put conspiracy theory behind something because that helps me find this alternative, alternative media there. And was like, someone else has to have seen this pattern because I see a pattern now. And that's when I stumbled on this thing called the smiley face killer murders, which at first I thought has nothing to do with what I was, you know, the college students are like smiley face. I don't know how that comes in, but I was soon to find that, yes, this is exactly what I was thinking was happening. And this thing that's happening in Chicago, this thing that's maybe happening in Texas is tied to something that has been going on since at least 1997. Is it? So, so let's, let's jump in. Yeah. Let's, that. So, the colleges, right? So I've, I've seen going down the conspiracy rabbit hole on this, like that the different colleges are the different lakes and stuff like that. If you, if you zoom out of it, right. And you put your little red dots and your little, you know, thumbtacks and stuff like that near it, it, it almost assembles like the two eyes and the smiley face that comes across at the bottom. Yeah. Almost like the Joker is committing these crimes and all these, I've seen that as well. And it has that, like that carved happy face. Yeah, because a lot of these are are, are along the the Midwest, this uh, like Lake Michigan, you know, um, and surrounding states here. So it's not just a like the surrounding the rivers, the stuff like right, right. So the the theory, and this is the the smiley face killers. uh, You know, once you look into who who sort of started connecting the dots, at least professionally at first, were these two retired New York City detectives named Kevin Gannon and Anthony Duarte. Uh, they, they were hired by one of the first uh, people, uh, the families of, of one of the first victims who went missing to basically reopen the case because they did not think it made sense. Let's see, the, 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 the Fordham University student was named Patrick Mc, McNeil. Uh, basically, same thing. They got extremely intoxicated, left, and some of the friends reported that they saw a van that had been suspiciously, suspiciously parked outside and they, they were linking it to the, they thought he may have been abducted and murdered. Uh, the, you know, forensics were, and I think it's hard with forensics when you find a body in the river because the, the water damage, the fish and things like that. So if you were a killer, I, that's probably be the best way to dispose of a body. But 
these guys reopened it. They had their own investigators and they started, and, and they, as they've done with many of these cases, reopened it and had their, their people look into it and they've said something different that, no, it looks like they were not, um, that they may have been tortured for some time, that they may have been dumped there at a later time, that there were, you know, wounds that weren't consistent with the, you know, just the water damage. And some of these have been reversed to where there's where they've changed it from an accidental drowning to to basically you know a, a murder. Uh, so the, these guys have their theory is that yes, it's tied to graffiti that that these people have left smiley face graffiti markers at some of the crime scenes here to kind of the kind of uh, I guess mark their territory that they're the ones behind it here, and that these guys that it may be the work of a gang of serial killers that have been working since 97. And it may, you know, they may not all be connected here, but that a lot of these accidental drownings are in fact, the work of people that are killing these young men. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Brianna? If, if that's what is one of the, what are the ramifications of, if that's true, what do you, what do you think that ties into, or what do you think is going on? That's scary to think about. Um, but it also makes me want to go on a road trip and do more detective work on it. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, I, I'm with Rolando and uh, the whole, like, figuring this thing out, just seeing it happening over and over again and being like, this, something's happening. It's not normal for people to just get drunk and fall in. You, you had that feeling as well? Yeah, were, 100%. Yeah. And when Rolando said that it was happening in fall and winter, that totally makes sense because every time I saw an article come up, I was sitting at a bar watching football and it would come up. And I was like, what? Well, again, it's happening again. There's, there's someone out there. And I kept telling people around me and they're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> weirdo. I'm like, no, there's something's happening. And then I, like I said, I did my research and I'm like, smiley face killers. It sounds like that, but what do I know? Something's going to come up one day and I'm just waiting for it to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely think there's something going on, but what do I know? <laughs> I'm well, just more, more than most. It sounds like, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with that whole fall and winter, <clears throat> because that's a pattern, if you look up, not all of them, but if you look up a lot of these deaths, you know, from Chicago, uh, Texas to the 90, 97 uh, college killings or deaths that have happened, a lot of suspiciously are in that October through like March time frame there, uh, you know, which could coincide with the semesters of the school. It, it could coincide with, uh, you know, some say, well, yeah, that makes sense because they're slipping in there. They're just falling well, off the sidewalk through snow and sliding all the way into the river, which is like, okay, it's not if, so if trying you, to find you, reasons. Yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you think about it though, I mean, you have a bunch of 18 to 20 year old kids that are coming to school. They think they're adults, right? I mean, that's how we were when we were going to yeah, school, you know, it's a, their first time getting drunk. They don't know how to handle their liquor. It's like basically a killing field for these, for these guys. If, if that's what is actually happening. Right. I would assume that they would be. I just wanted to point that out, you know. And with so the, a, yeah, go ahead. I was to say, as a serial killer, that's I, I, this sounds terrible, but as a serial killer, not myself, obviously, but that would be a good group to go after because they're drunk and young and stupid and don't know how to handle their liquor yet. So that makes sense, yeah. but I I still think it's too much for people to just be falling in all the yeah, time. Yeah, of course. And the one thing I'd say about the fall and winter months is that if you were 
if you were to take a walk in the park in the summer, a hot day, more than likely there's going to be a bunch of people there making out walking dogs versus you go then when it's colder, it's probably not going to be as many people there. So if you do see a man, you are following someone who's walking to their dorm, they may very well be walking alone and not have any sort of activity. So that would be the time frame to hit is what I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So let's talk about some the with the smiley face killer uh, connection here. Or it's like some of the theories. Uh, it could be that these are all accidental and not connected in any way. Uh, the theory is that they're a sort of gang, like a gang initiation that's using the cover of, of these rivers to dispose of their victims. Um, it, the, or, or serial killers, they could be connect. They could be connected serial killers. They could be non-connected serial killers. It, it touches on some things we've spoke about on the head trauma podcast is that yeah, I think it was the candy, the clown in the candy the man. Clown in the candy man. Yeah. That some of these guys were connected decades ago before the internet or before the dark internet, you know, uh, pedophilia networks, serial killers, um, or even just things that are eerily similar. Like with this one, the, the college students, the sort of MO of what, what's being targeted. We've seen times with Dean Coral or John Wayne Gacy, where they do a lot of the same tricks to, to get their victims where they'll, they'll, they'll get their trust by um, bringing them to their homes with drugs and with alcohol. They'll get their, they'll get them to when they're, at their weakest point, and they'll they'll maybe do something like, "Hey, here's a here's a, a handcuff game. I want you to play. Try to escape these handcuffs." And once they do that, they start you know torturing them. I think Dahmer may have done something similar, but it's this whole like, are they just thinking alike? Is it some sort of, "Hey guys, guess what I did today to get my victim, and it was super easy, and you should try it too." Uh, the fact that some of them are, are entertainers, like magicians or clowns, or own candy factories, is you know, one of those weird coincidences there, but I, I don't know any, any thoughts on, is there a network of these connecting these guys? So I, when it comes to serial killers, I can speak on, on this part just because I, it's, it's always been a working theory of mine that like they, they have to have some sort of network where they trade either tips or, you know, films or anything like that. And I first got that idea after reading a, the Sandman, Neil, the Neil Gaiman uh, novel where uh, they end up, through through like the travels uh one one of the main characters ends up unbeknownst to herself like in a cereal and it's spelled like like you like the breakfast cereal VR, the, yeah. right convention um and they have different panels like you have the religious the religious zealot killers and you have like the the this the satanic panic killers and you have you know the blue collar killers and you have the woman killers and stuff like that and there's breakaway panels, but like there's conventions, you know? And so that idea kind of always stuck with me. I was like, well, why, I mean, if, if they are as devious and narcissistic as they are, why wouldn't they think that, Oh, well, I want to meet like-minded people and, you know, converse with them. You know, they need, uh, fe- you know, <laughs> I hate to say it, but fellowship as well. Like they need to have a community as well so that they can talk to someone about their devious acts. So maybe this is, that's not proven. You know what I mean? Like that's just an idea that's in the zeitgeist that like some people, you know, buy into, but if, if it is true, I can, you know, I can see that being something out there, you know, where they have meetups or something like that. So why wouldn't something like this come of that? If that's, you know, 
if that if that happens, then the meetups and the little secret smiley face club stuff can happen as well. You know. So. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say I agree. I, just like any other organization, I know this one's more messed up than most, but um, if people want to grow their following or um, get more people to follow and do what they want to do and see more, I don't know. There's a lot of sick people out there, so right. I don't. I don't put anything past anyone. Is, yeah. Is the more I've been on this earth, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because when you do, you get surprised. It's. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> People are weird. And and there's precedent. There's precedent for those kind of things, as we talked about on that can uh, the the clown in the Candyman episode. There was a, I can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, he was basically a, a pedophile who was in jail, who was running a newsletter out of it. Who was running a newsletter out of jail, where he was still able to use code words and use the the the. I guess the press factory from from the prison itself to still communicate with his network of of pedophiles throughout the country while in jail. And this was the seventies. This wasn't just like you know, oh, I, I had the internet. You know, yeah, like your email. Yeah, this was something where it's for how they're resourceful enough to to be able to do that. So I think to to make the leap that perhaps serial killers who have a you know, maybe cannibals, maybe people who like torturing can share techniques and tips and or meetups and or I don't think it's too outside the realm of possibility here, which is perhaps I think that's what we're terrifying. All right. It's terrifying. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but I, it's terrifying, of course. Yeah. 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 And with these with Chicago, we're almost near 20 with Texas. We're we're in the teens there or, or, or approaching it approaching. Yeah. Yeah. With the the supposed smiley face killer um that's hey, real quick there, there was a texas chicago connection with uh pearl and, pearl and, and gacy and, yeah right yeah yeah they're yeah one of the one of the guys so these are both serial killers they both coincidentally shared a worker who who worked worked between gacy and, and then later worked for dean coral uh who wasn't implicated in the deaths officially but but he was thought to have been, but it's weird that you go from one serial killer doing construction to another random serial killer. Like it just seems weird. The, the other weird Gacy connection with serial killers is the Chicago rippers, which aren't really known about, but they should be because they're Satan. They're a, a group of construction worker Satanists who were attacking women in the eighties. Really uh, gruesome stuff too. Like, really gruesome stuff. Piano wire, uh, yeah. mutilating women, gruesome gruesome stuff and they were doing satanic rituals as well the guy who was the part of the, uh, the leader of the chicago rippers did some work for john wayne gacy which is just one of those weird coincidences that okay they've yeah that it just it's just one of those weird things that you're just tied to so many infamous people and it, there's no bigger connection than that it's still just uh, okay it must be a small world how weird is that though like these organizations be like I like your work. Come do this for us too. That's so. I mean, fun. if you look at, if, I don't know if you guys have seen. I mean, if if you guys wanted to see more about it and you don't feel like reading the graphic novels, like the Sandman series on Netflix has that episode where they go to the serial killer convention. So watch that. It's in the mainstream. The idea is yeah. out there. It's not like we're making that jump on our own here. Like I said, I got it from that, but it's not in my mind. It's not of the realm of possibility, like we said before. Mm-hmm. 
Let's, I think anything's possible. Did you know that there was a Smiley Face Killers movie? No. Yes, with uh, <laughs> with what's his name, uh, Marty McFly's dad, um, I Crispin, Chris, Crispin, Crispin Glover. Glover. Crispin yeah, Glover. yeah, I saw it. Um, yeah, but well, what are your what are your thoughts? Did you see it? Well, I, I did not see it. I was I was thinking you're over you're uh, Brianna. You're over at Christie's house. Uh, Christie's our mm-hmm. line producer and co-host on uh, Head Trauma. Um, mm-hmm. Ask her if we could maybe do an exclusive Smiley Face Killer movie thing, since you know this is true crime conspiracy. And this, we can have that as a bonus episode after this one or something down the road. Chrissy, do you want a bonus episode for Smiley Face Killers? Oh, there she is. Oh, she's right there next to you. <laughs> she's crafting in front of me while I'm doing um, But she said, sure. Yeah. All right, cool. And I know right. I'm down. 100%. Well, hey, you heard it here first on our, cro- our first crossover episode. I just thought of that on the fly. Wait, so I was like, like, all right. Right now? No. No, oh, not right yeah. now. She's like, right now? <laughs> no. no. I've, already, I've already thrown like two curveballs at her today. I figured why not go for number three. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third time's a charm. There you go. <laughs> I've seen that and movie. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was okay. that good. It was... So they take the idea of the smiley face killers and then they, they kind of pervert it where it's a, it's a gang in a van, which I was like, okay, I can get behind that. But... All, all of the deaths in that movie are done with axes and attacking people in public, which is really far from what the idea is with uh, this discreetness using the cover of the river. But I, I like, I love Crispin Glover. I think he's, uh, he's uh, one of those really good. Um, Mr. Uh, World, man. He was in American Gods, another Neil Gaiman thing. Yeah. I, I think he's a great he's, actor. Yeah. He's a great actor. He's a very eccentric and, uh, and, and unique guy so i i was really looking forward to him there he i didn't get enough crispin glover in the movie he was very he i don't think he had a speaking role uh but i don't know i, I think the idea of it the execution could have been better i think they changed a lot here in in the, the editing room or something got it's it, kind of it. disappointing you saw, really, you saw you saw i it haven't but from yeah. what he's saying it's kind of we'll watch it we'll watch it for head trauma we'll watch it for yeah head yeah. Head. yeah it's is uh, it streaming on anything I think I paid to rent it uh, when it first came out because I was like, smiley face killers, they're going to, yeah. Yeah. Those they're going to expose it. They're going to expose <laughs> it all. Uh, it looks, <laughs> I don't know why just, I get so excited about this one. but uh, Because it's it's ongoing and it hasn't stopped and there's multiple, I, I think that's why I get excited about it because it's just, yeah. it's an actively case, it's an active case um, that isn't really yeah. for the amount of murders tied to that term smiley face killers there isn't a whole lot of you know information coming out we're like oh we caught no answers yeah. right there's no answers you know yeah. uh, it looks like to answer your question though it looks like it's on imdb so it's probably through amazon you could probably serve it through amazon okay. and this is like one of those uh like those true crime you know they've been a lot of like the the internet armchair detectives that have sort of uh you know solved crimes or, or sometimes messed it up but this is one that you know we've seen since the, the late 90s and people like yourselves myself i think we've made these connections and it's kind of like our baby where we're like there's something more to this we want to bring more attention to it we want to bring in these connections from these different states to try to solve this so I, I think we've this has been something that's been in the work for almost 30 years now, but just, just over 20, uh, which, you know, could be why it's so near and dear to, to all of us. And then the thing with this, because there's been so many deaths with it, is it a hundred percent that they're all tied to smiley face killers? Probably not. 
probably not. But, right. but to say uh, it's a hundred percent accidental, these guys got drunk and just fell in. I, I think that's yeah, not likely either. No, I agree. So just kind of talking about some of the the victims here. So the last one I, I read about was Noah Enos, and that was a sad one. It disappeared after going to a concert venue in Chicago, and and you know girlfriend's pretty distraught by it. Uh, one sort of personal connection that I've I found not not too personal, but uh, I was working uh, at a previous employer, and I was telling one of my, my one of the young coworkers I was with, who was a young Polish man, about it, and. You know, he found it interesting and he was like, wow, that sounds like uh, basically the death of a friend of his. Uh, so he's in this neighborhood I was working. It was a, a big Polish neighborhood. Uh, the, he told me that the months previous that one of um, like one of his uh, one, a countrymen had disappeared who just came over from Chicago. And I'm, I, I'm pulling up his case now. Uh, Christoph Zuzbert, who's 21 years old. He had just come over from Poland. He was he was working out here in Chicago. He was, you know, very excited to work in Chicago. Here he was going to school. You know, the family. I, you know, the the community, the Polish community, was very much looking forward to this young man. You know, blossoming and becoming a success here. He was only here for about a month or two before the same thing. He went out for a night of drinking and disappeared. And same sort of circumstances where his body was recovered. They said the same thing. And after I had told my coworker. I, mean, well, I didn't know that this was connected to him, but I was telling him this story. He was like, holy crap, like this is exactly what happened to him. And wow, this has been happening to a bunch of people all over. That's that's crazy. And yeah, it didn't make sense to me either that he just fell in there. But we kind of were like, okay. Uh, but and then when I was telling him about the, because it happened in, in late, uh, it happened at the end of, which year was it? Was this 20, 2022 that, it, that he was, very much of that whole, like, yeah, that's so weird that it happens in the fall months when not a lot of people are, are out. I had never thought about that. Holy crap, you're blowing my mind. So I just want to say that there's, you know, with the, with conspiracy theories and all that, you know, there's still the personal connection. There's the, these young men who were taken away at, you know, the prime of their life, who are going to school to better themselves, and the parents want answers. So that's why sometimes this whole closing the book on it, accidental drownings are, are not enough. And, and of course, you know, I, I want to, I would want to make sure we're, we're looking into to every, every case there. And there have been times where it's turned around and that's sometimes scarier than just drowning. The, the fact that your loved one may have been the victim of a kidnapping and may have been tortured for who knows how long and then gruesomely dumped in, in this river location here. And then one last thing I want to add with that is that with some of these bodies that have gone missing, they'll, they'll go missing from a certain location. They'll prop up weeks, months later in a different location. So, some of these are not the damage done to the body does not connect with the damage that should have been done um, if, if they would have sort of went through this certain route there. Like, for instance, they they disappeared along this path with this river here. If their body went through the river, they would have gone through this dam. They would have gone through this thing. They would have ended up here. It's not, you don't see that. It doesn't look like their body went through this, through a dam and what that would have done to you. So it does seem in some of these cases that, yeah, that someone just, after they were done with a body, just dumped it in this other location there and got what they wanted. Where just like, yep, accidental drowning, case close. And I think that's, uh, you know, the victimizing the victims twice there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty powerful stuff. Thanks for sharing that, man. 
And uh, I think, you know, a lot of these should should be re-examined, you know, uh, over the course of the next couple of years, especially now that it's becoming like getting more traction and more people are talking about it. So, yeah. For the sake of the families, I feel terrible for the families who don't have answers. Yeah. yeah. Because on the other side of the coin, if this isn't happening, if it's just people falling in, then we have an epidemic of college students getting drunk and falling into the rivers, which should be looked into, you know, seriously, be, because that's weird. But I, yeah, I don't know. to just brush that yeah. off, like, oh, they're just getting drunk falling just in. There's another one of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard that. So, smiley face killers, y'all. Smiley face killers. Well, hey, you know, um, this has been a great crossover episode with Head Trauma and our newest addition to that show. And, uh, you know, we originally were thinking of doing this on Head Trauma. So why not just do a crossover episode where we do it for Theory, theory of Conspiracy and Head Trauma? So go follow us on our perspective podcast. You can find us both uh, Head Trauma and the Theory of Conspiracy on uh, Spotify uh, Apple Pod, Stitcher, wherever basically you can listen to your podcast, Amazon Music, all that stuff. And uh, hit that follow button because it really does help us out um, and it gives you alerts on when the new episodes drop. Um, I believe uh, Head Trauma is on Tuesdays and Theory of Conspiracy is on Wednesdays, so you don't have to listen to me and my nonsense back-to-back You know, on the same day. You can wait a day, take a breath, and then hear me on both shows. Um, but you follow us at our Instagrams. Um, what's our Instagram over at uh, Head Trauma, Brianna? Head Trauma Pod. Head Trauma Pod. And then also the Theory of Conspiracy over at Instagram. Um, email us, you know, headtraumapod at gmail.com. Rolando, what's ours at uh, at the Theory of Conspiracy? I can't remember. It's relatively new. You just set it up. The Gmail? Yeah. Uh, the Theory of Conspiracy Podcast at gmail.com. At gmail. And, uh, allowing everyone to slide into our DMs. So. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> on all levels. Let's let's go. We want to hear more about you know true crime and the movies that they uh, influence and uh, any conspiracies. So we're going to have more of these as we progress throughout the years here. And uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, building these podcasts with you all. It's just uh, amazing work that you guys are doing. I'm just happy that you're doing it with me because I'm. You know, very grateful. So, anything else from anybody else? No, thank you guys so much. Nope. Thanks for tuning in. As always, stay weird, everybody. And until next time.